Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, so South African National Park said in a statement on Friday that its decision to put down seven lines deemed to be da- damage-causing animals in the Karoo National Park was not taken in haste nor very, very lightly. So I was quite surprised that seven lines were put down, and why would that be the case? Weren't there other options to deal with what are deemed to be problematic animals? So the National Sand Parks has declined to talk to us, but they did they, 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 give us a statement and um, they've said, you know, well, this is what they had to do. They had no other option. So we wanted to hear from other experts whether this was the best decision taken. Natural um, Naturalist conservationist, Tim Neary. You get fancier every single time we talk to you, Tim Neary. Joins us now on the line. Good afternoon, Tim. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, uh, my, unfortunately, my title never gets longer. <laughs> so, listen, you know, um, putting down seven lines... You know, as somebody who 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 thinks it's important for us to conserve animals, and we know that you know lions haven't had it easy recently, was that a good option? It's most probably, sadly, the only option that they had. Um, and I think we've got to we've got to look at at the issue at hand. First of all, it's not a, an overly large reserve. So the question, the first question you want to ask is, why do the lions get out? Now they get out usually because there is competition for um, space, there is competition for territory, mm-hmm. and lions are very territorial. So if you take somewhere like Tillonsburg, for example, I don't know, I haven't been there for a while, but there used to be five prides in Pilonsburg, mm-hmm. a North Pride, Central, uh, Eastern Pride, Western Pride, Southern Pride, and the Central Pride. Mm-hmm. And that's where they all set up their territory, and everybody goes about their hunting, and nobody sort of starts to tread on anybody else. His toes. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens here is the question is in a reserve like this, these are not the only lines in that reserve. Mm. So, has there become a territorial issue? Which means that you've got seven young ladies or a pride of seven lines that now needs a new space. So, the first thing that they do is that once an animal discovers that it can escape, and then it gets labeled as a problematic animal. Now, you can't undo learned behavior in animals. This is not a case of sitting down with your dog and saying, I'll withhold your biscuits until you behave. So the lions get a little out of hand, and they now find, and they start looking for spaces to come out. Tim, 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 let's start right there. Um, You're saying that the seven lions, seven young ladies, were looking for space. Let's Mm -hmm. talk to us about exactly what happens in the family unit. So they do break off at some point because I I just want to clear uh, clear out the the notion of looking for new space, looking for new territory. Yeah, so you get a natural basis of too many animals and they can't feed themselves. And that's usually where the pride starts to break up into something that's more manageable for themselves in a natural environment. Okay. And now they start to walk up and down the fence line because there's a, there's a natural movement of animals. They want to keep on going. It doesn't matter who they are. It happens right across the country. That's why leopards move, cheetahs move, etc. Mm-hmm. So now you've got animals that have discovered that they can get out and that the animals on the other side, the food on the other side is somewhat dumb. It doesn't run away. It doesn't get itself. It doesn't have sentinels that warn that there's danger coming because your local sheep and cattle don't know what a, what a, a lion is. Mm-hmm. So they must be don't see any danger in the animal. Mm. And consequently, they are then predated on. 
Now you try and move those animals back into the reserve. Mm. Now, of course, they're back. we're back at that thing called learned behavior, and they simply want to escape. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with these animals? Now, the first thing is that maybe we can move them to another reserve. Yes, which but, apparently the park says nobody wanted them. Well, seven lions are very hungry, and they eat a lot of food. So on seven lions, you're mostly going to need a reserve of 25 to 30,000 hectares. We don't have many of those in South Africa. When you start mentioning uh, problematic lions that have a knowledge and, and a want to escape, that also doesn't endure them to any other reserve to now say, well, we'll give them a home, because you know that you're taking on a problem. You've got a disease issue. Mm-hmm. So there are certain borders that you can't move across because of the various things like feline aids, etc., that lions carry. And now you've got yet another problem because, okay, this is national parks. Why don't they scoop up seven lions, take them off to Kruger National Park and dump them in the middle of the park? Yeah. Now you've got existing prides in other places. So all you're going to do is you're now going to create a bigger problem with animals that don't know the territory, that are going to start moving around, Mm -hmm. that are going to be coming to fisticuffs with other animals, with other lions, mm-hmm. there's going to be some really bad blood, and eventually they must be going to start to want to walk back to where they've come from. Sure. It's a natural environment, or it's a natural, it's a natural trigger mechanism in them. So, Tim, those who are up in arms saying, well, no, the park didn't do enough, they should have done other things, they could have built a stronger fence, maybe do something else, you're saying nature doesn't work that way. No, nature, I'm afraid, doesn't work. Nature's very harsh for me. Nature's very, very harsh. And it doesn't cooperate. Mm. So the other, the option that you had was to possibly take the lions and put them into captivity. Sure. Now, do you want to do that to animals that are, that are used to roaming around? And yes, I do realize that lions are an endangered species. Mm. But at the same token, we don't have a lot of space for them. So if, if you were a smaller reserve, let's say that you were a small reserve, you were about 10, 15,000 hectares, and you were allocated that you could have, in inverted commas, a pride of lions. Mm. What they would do in that occasion is they might go to Pinda Reserve and take one female from Pinda. Mm-hmm. They might take another female from um, Karoo National Park, and they may take a male from somewhere else all that have been managed through the disease process. Mm -hmm. And they would then bring those animals and they would force them together as a pride. Okay, so Mm -hmm. now that would be a little forced pride. Mm -hmm. And now you've got three small unrelated animals that are in a reserve, etc. And again, you mostly find that those lines are going to be um, uh, put under contraception because you don't want them breeding because lines breed tremendously well. And the only way that you manage that is either through contraception or else moving new males in whereupon the males kill the cubs. That's a natural environment. But you're having to force the issue to try and manage the the growth of the lions over the time. So we do have a large problem. We've got a shortage of lions in theory, but we've got no space for them. And that's that's reality. We can't we can't we can't kick against that at all. Let's talk about the uncomfortable conversation around these specialized lodges where there is this hunting that happens where they would have loved to have these lines. Was that an option? 
to sell oh, yes. it to Obviously, sell it that to is them? an option. Can you imagine the kick up that that's going to bring when you when you tell somebody that you've now taken the seven animals, you're going to grow them nice and big and fat for some American, German, or Spaniard to come out and shoot them and take them away as a rug. Can you imagine the amount of fun that that's going to be? So put them down at the start. Unless, of course, very often one might say, well, they're disease-free lions and they, you know, they've got a conservation value. Well, th- that's, that's a good argument. But then you've got to be able to work at it and understand where it is. And then you've got the cost factor as well. Of, let's say you decided to capture those seven lions, put them into a boma, and now you're going to have them in the boma and split them up, etc. There goes another 18 months of drama, of having to feed them and... You know, where one thinks you just put a lion in a boma, it's, it's a hard issue to keep the lion in captivity. Now, that's not your zoo-type captivity. Mm-hmm. That's a future release animal. So now you've got to be able to have a boma, and you've got to be able to feed the animal so that it doesn't see you. Because you do not want the lion mm. to, to learn that man with his bucky mm. is bringing the bucky that is lunch. Mm. Okay, so you don't want that. You don't want humans walking about the place, mm-hmm. looking at the animals, because now their lion is going to lose its fear of man. And then we're going to introduce yet another problem. So whereas one has this wonderful notion about wildlife and wildlife management yeah. being such a wonderful, easy, happy-go-lucky area, it's a, a lot of science, a lot of practicality, mm. and it's fraught with problems. So this and I was, think people don't understand this that. This was going to always be a lose-lose situation. No, it's not. You no. know, and, and I think that's <laughs> one of the things that one understands. And, you know, they had, I can't remember if his name was Sylvester. He had, he had some fancy name. Mm-hmm. was one line that kept escaping, and they would go, mm-hmm. and they spent weeks, because he was a valuable animal, and they spent weeks trying to capture him and then putting him back. And then they moved him to another reserve where, he, but he didn't go about killing all the local, all the local uh, sheep and goats. He mm. went about killing the local uh, kudu. So he hadn't decided that he was off after an easy meal, but he was he was able to be managed. Seven lions that keep on doing this—it's a huge problem. It's not an easy thing to manage. And you can't walk when, the, when those lions are out. You, you know, there's a way of bringing them back in where they, they may have used a drag system where you put a carcass mm-hmm. and you drag the mm-hmm. carcass mm-hmm. down the road and hopefully the animals follow. Or else you've got to go out and bait them, mm-hmm. dart them, and then put them back in the reserve. Besides the fact of costly, it's also not always the easiest thing to do. Okay. And depending on the territory, it can also be extremely dangerous for the people that are doing it. Yeah. Tim, always lovely talking to you. What an insightful conversation. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. And uh, all the best. Let's talk soon. Absolutely. And unfortunately, these things happen. Yeah. And you know, wildlife still deserves a chance. Tim Neary, our nature conservationist there, just uh, clarifying what happened there at Sand Parks, uh, a national Karoo Park where seven lions were put down. Uh, very, re- it was on. Fr- I'm not sure when they were put down, but the statement came through on Friday. And what an insightful conversation! So no, it's you know that it seems to me from what we've just heard that this was possibly the best decision that the park had had to make.